0: This week's episode of the Getting to Know podcast is brought to you by U.S. Open Enrollment. Don't forget to enroll in our benefits between Tuesday, October 24th and Monday, November 6th.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Mike Brickheim. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Matt's Getting to Know podcast. Today, I'm joined by my old friend and colleague, Mark Weston Johnson Sr., Esquire, lots of titles in there to describe what is Mattiv's new top lawyer. Mark, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule as you're onboarding with Mattiv to join us on the Getting to Know podcast.
0: Thank you, Mike. Very excited to be here. And I think that's the first time I've heard anyone say all those things, those titles or names together. So that's a first. We're happy to have you here, both at Mattiv and on the
1: Getting to Know podcast. I guess at the time of recording, I think we just established you are beginning your fourth week so you might be another week or two into this by the
0: time it airs but how's the experience been so far experience has been great mike when i was looking to come here and getting feedback on what i could expect there was a consistent theme that i heard and that was you'll love the people Uh, really nice friendly welcoming people and that has absolutely been the case so far and so you live in the greater
1: Alpharetta-ish area, right? So no move required coming here. Correct. This is
0: this is home. We've actually been in Atlanta in Alpharetta since two thousand, very early two thousand ten. So very short commute.
1: So you mentioned the we. Let's start there. Talk to me about this family. Who who's in the
0: Royal Johnson we? It starts with mama, of course. My wife, Kelly, and I have been together. We first started uh, dating way back in college, a long time ago now. But Kelly, my wife, kind of runs the show. We've got three children, so two girls and a boy. Uh, My girls will soon be 16, 14, and my son will soon be eight. So this is a, a busy time. Lots going on. We're right in the throes of high school and my son is charging his way up the elementary school ladder. So we're we're having a great time. It's It's a lot going on in the Johnson household these days. That's great. So of the three kids, how many born in this area? So the first two, my girls were both born in Charlotte, North Carolina. My son was born here in Atlanta. But when we moved here, My daughter, my younger daughter, was weeks old, but technically born in Charlotte, but certainly raised here in Atlanta.
1: Now, if I'm not mistaken, Kelly's from the Dallas area, and you consider yourself, or maybe I consider you, the pride of Flint, Michigan?
0: Uh, You know, that is accurate. My Michigan roots run deep. Kelly will describe herself always and forever as a Dallas girl. She is a... Texan through and through but yeah pride of flint michigan and love all things michigan including all my sports teams that's for sure nobody's perfect mark
1: being (laughs) from ohio of course um so talk to me about the early days as you started rolling around the streets of flint michigan thinking about what you're going to be when you grow up was law school in play was it was you wanted to be a general counsel in a big company or was that a slow burn that
0: eventually landed you here I kind of always had it in the back of my mind. I've kind of dibbled and dabbled in other things. My father's a, a dentist. And so I, I, there was a time when I thought maybe I would dabble in, n- not necessarily dentistry, but maybe in, in medicine to some some degree. I got to school and I just really enjoyed the business side of things more than the biology and chemistry side of things and felt like it kind of fit with my personality a little bit more. I joke with my dad that I'll always appreciate that he never tried to push me in any uh, shape, form, or fashion to, to kind of follow in his footsteps. Because one, if I felt like he really had wanted that, I think I would have moved heaven and earth to try to get it done. And two, I just don't think I would have been anywhere near as happy as I am now, if that's kind of what I ended up doing. So sometimes things work out for the best. I just let kind of my my instincts and and, and heart guide me. And that's kind of what led me to where be, being in this space, it, it it absolutely fits for me. And I, I love what I do.
1: So all of that kind of came
0: about during your undergrad experience, for the most part? For For the most part. So I'm a business management major. When I was going through school, I wanted to do something that I felt if for some reason the law school thing didn't turn out to be what I did, that I studied in an area that I would use. And you know, I've always loved business and, and numbers, to be frank about it, and had a really good set of professors during school who one was an actual lawyer and kind of took me under his wing I talked to him about what he did, and it just kind of resonated with me. At the same time, I also had another person who was a a graduate of of Hampton University where I went to school, did an internship with him in Washington, D.C. It continued on to an externship, and it also gave me an opportunity to just kind of see inside the the workings of a good-sized business operation, and I also really enjoyed that. So, You know, you can see that there were a couple of different things that piqued my interest. And perhaps that's why I once I kind of got through the law firm thing, ended up finding my way back into a big company, into business, because it was always something that really I thought made sense. I understood what people were doing. I loved the structure and kind of loved the team aspect of being in a company working with a business where we we were all kind of pulling in the same direction and had the same goals. So, Mark, you get out of Hampton, you go immediately into law school in Ann Arbor? I did. Okay. I went straight through, Mike. Okay. That is becoming less common, I think, these days, but I was I was ready for the next ready for the next chapter and it, it worked out well for me. And then from University of Michigan's law school directly into private practice, is that right? Directly into private practice, I went and worked at a a law firm in Charlotte. It's now McGuire Woods. And it was, again, the perfect setting for me. The way that it worked at that time is law firms would come onto campus and they would recruit. And they were recruiting even after your first year of law school at that time. So after my first year, I went down to this firm in Charlotte and Spent my entire summer there. You know, this was early when uptown Charlotte was still developing quite a bit. And everything kind of grew up around, around us. We were right near the... The Bank of America had a mixed-use development down there that was really exciting. They built everything from new office buildings, commercial buildings, mixed-use developments, basketball arenas. The stadium was right down there. Just to, They had a very thoughtful plan of building up that commercial area. And I, I was fortunate just in timing that we were there during that time and were able to kind of ride that wave and see it grow up around us. It was a fun time to be there.
1: Yeah, for sure. That place has exploded in the meantime, for sure. So talk to me about the move from private practice life in the firm, if you will, to in-house counsel. Why do you make that call? What's What's the big difference in your life from a career standpoint?
0: Yeah, so I really enjoyed private practice. I, I was fortunate that I picked a firm. That really fit me, you know. I keep saying this, but I, you know, I would I'm 20, what, 24 years old. I'm starting to had never had a real, quote unquote, real job before, right? I'm going into this firm with people who had so much respect for the profession. They took it seriously. They were really good at what they did. And they were excited to have me down there. And so I really took to that. The reason I ended up leaving is because I developed a, a really good relationship with one of my clients. And he was at Newell Rubbermaid at the time. He reached out and said, hey, I'm about to you know, uh, be the GC here. Um, have you ever thought about going in-house? And the truth is, I, it wasn't something that I was really driving towards at the time, but I really trusted this guy. Uh, his name is John. Really ch- trusted John. I thought that if there was ever an opportunity for me to give this a shot, it would. It made sense to do it with someone who would be ultimately my boss that I trusted and also an organization that I knew a good deal about because I, I had been working with them. And so... Uh, it took the took the plunge. And I started off on the ground floor, right? Didn't know the first thing about being an in-house lawyer. But, uh, you know, John had the trust in me and I had the desire to kind of learn as much as I could. And so took the plunge. And what I said was, give me something to do, right? I I, I wanted to learn everything I could and take every odd job and task that was that was out there to just try to get to know a little bit more and learn about being a good in house lawyer.
1: Did you miss all the mahogany in the law firm? Uh, You do you
0: do miss it. You do. Although, uh, you know, we found a way to kind of bring some things with us and John was and the team was very understanding about that. I ended up having a chair that I that I brought with me uh, just to kind of make me make me feel at home and like i'm i'm not missing that law firm environment too much so yeah good
1: good i'm I'm glad you've grown less high maintenance through the years so. that's right that's right mark what was most attractive to you about the opportunity here
0: at mattif you know i'm a big relationship person and this opportunity here was something that was just I, it. it almost felt too good to be true Because I knew of some of the people here, who they are, what they stand for, uh, how they view business, those relationships are really what started, you know, piqued my interest. When I looked further into it and started to understand the momentum, the vision of the company, what the company aspires to be, its values... Those are all things that really sealed the deal for me. That's great. So Mark,
1: at the end of every Getting to Know podcast, we ask our guests three specific questions. We've changed these up for season two, so I'm going to hit you with those right now. I'm going to put you on the spot with the first question. I'm going to ask you to pull out your phone, pull out your music app, and tell me what was the last song you listened to.
0: Yeah, so a very diverse set of interests when it comes to music, Um, but... I will say the last one that I did listen to is called "God Did" by DJ Khaled. So, uh, something for you guys to go and and check out a little bit of hip hop action uh, right there. It's uh, got a couple of folks on there who might be familiar to you, Lil Wayne, Jay Z. They're all they're all on that uh, on that compilation by DJ Khaled. All right, we'll check that out.
1: Second question, Mark: The world is your oyster. You can put. Any message on a billboard for free, what's the message? So this is a very good
0: question here, Mike. I didn't write it. I'm very proud of it, though. So um, the low-hanging fruit in this one, Mike, uh, is is an answer that um, will strike fear and disgust in the heart of most Ohio-based people, but it would be Go Blue. For the sake of trying to reach as many sets and groups of people as I can, I will take that one off the table. I will say this seems kind of pie in the sky, but I'll I'll be frank here. I think a love each other message right now goes a long way. As someone who has got two kids in, in high school and one in elementary school, and we're trying to kind of make sure we're teaching them just good life lessons And I think if people just had a different orientation of trying to see the good in people and extract the good in people, a lot of outcomes would be different. And so I don't know if that's earthy or spiritual or whatever it is, but I do think uh, looking for the good in people and trying to love each other a little bit more goes a long way right now. And that's my that's my message.
1: I like that a lot. It's hard to. uh... Hard to imagine a a better one than that, that we'll get this season here on the Getting to Know podcast, particularly when we put it up against the hate you were spewing with your Go Blue message just a moment ago. So uh, that's a good one, Mark. I like it. I'm going to hit you with the very last question, and that is, what is
0: the one thing that you cannot live without? I'm sure there's a long list here. And so I will take family and wife and kids and stuff off the table. I love sports. And I just think it's a way that you can kind of not take things too seriously. There are times when you're switching past the news and stuff like that, and you just want something that is not life or death. It's a way to kind of detach and and, and engross yourself in something that there's a winner and a loser, but if things don't go your way that's okay, and it brings some entertainment. It it brings different groups of people together. I just I I love competition. I love sports, and uh, I will say that is one thing that I would not want to live without.
1: It is a pretty cool thing, and it's it becomes bigger than us, right? The the way that it brings people together or divides in some cases. But I would be dishonest if not to say that I am scared to death of that third Saturday in November this year, the way things are looking. So so we won't be as good of friends for a couple of days, but we'll come back together and love each other per your billboard message, right? That's absolutely right. See how that all fits together? It all works. It all works. Well Mark, thank you for taking time with us on the Getting to Know podcast today. I'm sure the listening audience has enjoyed getting to know you more, a little bit about you. Certainly they'll see you as you begin to get out and about more Here in the coming months, I can tell you I haven't been more excited about a hire that we've made here at MADF. So welcome
0: aboard and thanks for taking time out of your schedule. Thank you, Mike. Really enjoyed it and so excited to be here. So can't wait to get to know people a little bit more and uh, for all the success that is ahead of us as MADF. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mark.
1: We'll talk to you guys again very soon. Keep your eyes peeled for more content coming your way here in season two of the Getting to Know podcast here at MADF. Talk soon.